The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. All right, so we'd be talking about the size of government, government spending. We'd be talking about taxes and the pathetic attempt to reform our tax code. It really is pathetic. And and not touching government spending, which is the core, the real uh, economic problem that we face today. Government spends, regulates, controls too much of the economy. The only way we're going to get the U.S. economy revved up is by eliminating all of that. But let's let's take Joe. Joe's on the line. Hi, Joe. You want to talk about, uh, from Georgia, you want to talk about the role of government or the size of government? For uh, maybe 30 years, I've thought, gee, you know what would be a great, great Ph.D. thesis for, for a, uh, an economics or maybe a poly, even a poli-sci major goes to sort of what you were talking about a little earlier, how much government is the right amount of government, yeah. right? I mean, how, how, how much less? I mean, obviously there needs to be some, and you were talking about cutting by 5%, 5%, I think. Every year. I want to, yeah, right. I want to say it was Rand Paul, although I could be getting it wrong, had something called the penny plan, which was, I think, to cut it by 1% a year. Yep. Yep. Down until some, you know, some, I don't know what, you know, what the, 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 the I'll take one percent a year over increasing it by four percent a year, which is what they're doing now. <laughs> but, but you know what the problem is now? Even when you reduce the rate of increase, everybody screams, "Cut, cut, cut!" I know they're not cuts. I know, but but they're you see, cuts. we get the government we deserve. So if we don't demand a shrinking government, the government will not shrink. If we expect more and more and more goodies, more and more fish, to use the analogy from before, if we expect us, uh, the government to throw at us more and more and more fish, then that's what we're going to get. We, the people, have to rise up, and instead of electing losers like Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, we need to elect people who will actually stand for and live up to the idea of shrinking Government, giving us our fishing poles back, giving the fish that we produce back, like we fish, and for every two fish, or we fish, the government takes the one, and it takes be, our they pole. They shouldn't be giving our fish back, they should be letting us keep them. Yeah, just let us, let it, exactly, it's, it, it, let us keep the fish, let us keep the fish and let us keep the pole. So you're absolutely you know, right, I mean, and look, my view is this, the way to think about this always is, Government is force. This is what George Washington said in his second inaugural address. Government is a gun. And the question is always, is a gun appropriate in fill in the blank? Is a government appropriate in charity? No. No welfare state. Is a government appropriate in health care? No. No Medicare. No Medicaid. No, no Obamacare. Is the government appropriate in education? No. Get rid of the Department of Education. Is a gun. Is force. Is coercion appropriate in any of these areas? And the answer is no. That's how you shrink government. Is the government appro- is, the, is a gun appropriate in self-defense? Yes. I need a military. Is the government appropriate in laws? Laws that protect individual rights? Yes. So we need a legislature. We need a government. But we need it just to do what it's appropriate to use force and coercion and a gun for, which is self-defense, period. Everything else should go. And that means ultimately shrinking the government by 80, probably 90% from where it is today. All right. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for calling. So to talk about another issue where, where this is, relates to the size of government and the role of government is this Amazon thing. So Amazon's looking for a second headquarter. They don't want to expand in Seattle, partially because Seattle has decided they don't really want Amazon. You know, 
the headache of these high paying jobs and a lot of traffic and, you know, rents are going up and, and the home prices are going up. And if Amazon expands, there'll be more traffic and rents prices will go up. Now, rents and home prices don't have to go up because that's an issue of supply and the city of Seattle constraints supply. But put that aside, <coughs> all the problems in Seattle are blamed on, on, on Amazon. So Amazon is looking for second headquarters. And what we've got is all these cities in the United States competing about giving them favors. We'll give you free land and we'll give you no taxes and we'll give you... We'll pay you, we'll subsidize you. And there's this massive competition of throwing money at Amazon to try to get Amazon to come to the city. Now, look, I'm all for tax breaks, but everybody should get them. How about if you're a city that wants Amazon, then you cut this deal with your city. You say nobody gets to pay taxes for the next 10 years. Amazon gets zero, but all other businesses in the city get zero. Why is Amazon special? Why is Amazon, why should Amazon get to keep their fish, to go to the analogy from before, and everybody, everybody else doesn't? That's just immoral and wrong. So all the, and this is a trend, right? States and cities are competing to attract business to them by subsidizing the business. Not the role of government. The best thing a city can do is create a great business environment. How do you create a great business environment? By reducing regulation, by reducing taxes, zero would be good, by making sure it's, the city is safe, and by allowing for housing and for the building of infrastructure, preferably by private enterprise. And if you do that, if you do that, you don't need to pay people to come to your city. You don't need to subsidize them. You need to know, you don't need to steal from your small and medium sized businesses in your community, which is what a subsidy entails to give to some company to move into your town. That's so wrong.